Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Phoenix-based veteran Latin jazz percussionist Miguel El Mambo de Leon. He moved to Kansas City in 1987 and enjoyed a very long music history in this town. He will be returning in early May 2022 for a host of engagements to savor his old stomping grounds. He will always be known in the Midwest salsa and Latin jazz scene as the pioneer. Over the years, he is open for the best in the business, like El Maestro Tito Puente, Pancho Sanchez, and Santana, along with many others. He's got a great story. Dig it. Thank you, first and foremost, for reaching out to the show. I really appreciate it. The first question I have for you is, you're coming to Kansas City. You have a history here. Let's talk about right now this trip to KC as the world wakes up and live music comes back. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my name is Miguel Mambo de Leon. And, um, you know, so I spent a good probably 20-some-odd years in Kansas City in the music scene. I've been blessed and fortunate that there you got a great music scene there in Kansas City that even though I've moved to Arizona now, but I still, I've been here in Arizona for eight years, but every year I get calls from Kansas City for Mambo, we need you back in Kansas City. So I'll be there in Kansas City from May 4th through May 9th. The shows that I have lined up on May 4th, I'll be performing at the Raphael on the plaza from 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock with my Latin Jazz Carte Blanche group. Includes um, some of the longtime standing members of the School of Mambo, which was labeled in Kansas City. So I have uh, Pat Conway on the congas, and then I have Andrew Stinson on bass, and then I have uh, my Persian princess, I call her, Ariana Nemati on the saxophone. And then... Um, a newcomer to the scene out there, Mr. Trevor on piano. So uh, we're going to be playing some of the classic jazz. Like I say, we slip it into Mambo World, and uh, we put the little Mambo on it. So we'll be performing there at um, the Latin Jazz there outside of the Raphael on May 4th. That's Wednesday night, 5 to 8 p.m. And then May 5th, Cinco de Mambo which I call it. <laughs> we are, we'll be performing at the uh, Chicken and Pickle in North Kansas City. Yeah, I'll be having my mariachi there. And so I'll be not just doing a mambo, I'll be doing mariachi. Um, Friday night, I'll have uh, my full mambo orchestra playing salsa and mambo. It's called American Fusion, which is in North Kansas City. And they nickname it La Playita, the beach. And that's over there on 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Um, they got great dinner. They're going to have, like, dinner specials that day. So we, I don't have the number handy, but you could look on my Facebook page. I have a flyer posted up with all the information. And the band, it's a salsa dancing for all you folks that are listening that want to get your dose of salsa dancing in and uh, with some live music. Live Mambo Music, I invite you to come on down on that Friday night, May 6th. And then on um, May 7th, I'll be taking a little road trip up to Omaha. Sunday, talking with a couple of per local percussionists, what they be doing uh, on, on Sundays now that it warmed up a little bit. By then, we'll have a Roomba in the park. So it's going to be uh, like a drum circle going on at Loose Park on Sunday, probably between 2 and 3 o'clock. I'll keep it posted on my Facebook page, so we invite people to come in, take a look, take a listen, 
and get your mambo on. It's going to be a busy time when I get there. Since I don't live there, when I go, you know, I get to, um, I'm fortunate to be booked every day and be able to have a lot of public uh, uh, shows for people to come around at different times of the week and the weekend. Well, it's music to my ears because I, you know, we, there's just been no live music, so it's wonderful. So let's go back into your history here, where you were born and raised and how music became your life. Music has been in my family, I, I guess, since I was born. I think when I was born, I, they had a catcher's mitt on the other end of the, of the birthing table because the mambo came sliding out ready to go. You know, uh, from, from a family of 14 siblings, um, we all sang. At, at one point, we were all, you know, we were the whole church choir. <laughs> Alto, uh, soprano, bass, tenors, and like in second grade, I was picked out of a Catholic school to start singing in the church choir. My father was really musical, but had bad timing. Oh my goodness! But he kept he put that guitar in my hand. So probably by the time I was like ten, I was already playing guitar and singing and doing harmonies and stuff with my two other brothers in church events and. Then in uh, 72, was, was 19, oh, I'm giving my age out, but that's okay, man. Age is just a number, so the government knows how long they can tax you. And 1972 was my first paid salsa gig in 1972. Wow. And I was fortunate that during that age, the salsa scene was really pumping with uh, Fania All-Stars, Sonora Poseña, Gran Combo, Celia Cruz, Tito Puente, Ray Barreto. You name the artists of that era. And I was fortunate to either open for them between 72 and 83 and traveled between Detroit and upstate New York as a backup band for those professionals. So I was already working semi-professionally in uh, the mid-70s, early 80s before I moved to Kansas City. I've been in it for a while. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about your time in Kansas City specifically. What was so magical about this place? You know, everybody that leaves always has great memories. What was it about, like, coming of age and kind of growing up as a musician here in Kansas City? Well, I think, you know, with the when I went to Kansas City in 86, in 86 I moved on, there was um, that whole political scene is always upending, you know, the uh, we the people's life, you know. Um, there was an embargo on Chinese steel. The town I grew up in, in Ohio, Lorraine, Ohio, which is right on uh, just 20 miles west of Cleveland, Ohio. The steel uh, company, everything upended. Ford plant had to do, you know, other things to get steel to make their vehicles, et cetera, et cetera. So there was no work, you know. Um, and so I was, a buddy of mine got transferred to the Ford plant in Clay Como. And he only drove about an hour on the road because he moved from Puerto Rico to, to, to Lorraine, Cleveland to work at the Ford plant. I drove him to Kansas City. He says, well, you know what? To stay as long as you want, I'll buy you a ticket when you're ready to leave. Well, he still owes me a ticket. But anyway, <laughs> he, he still owes me a ticket. So I went and, you know, I put in some job applications. You know, I saw a really, you know, big job market there. And so, you know, after being laid off for two years, I finally found a place where I was getting a paycheck. So I said, well, let me hang out here. So I was hanging out for a minute, but the music bug kicked in and, I just started going to some jab sessions. I ran into um, Al Pearson, trumpet player. Um, he was there from Philly, and he saw me at a jam session, and he says, yeah, man, as long as you got that salsa stuff, and, um, you know, I got with Al Pearson. We put together a little combo. Then we started playing, and he invited at that time that band was Sensacion Caribe. That band included some of the well-known musicians that are playing right now, Stan Kessler, 
trumpet player there. Everybody knows Dan Kessler. There was uh, Al Pearson, of course. We had uh, Mark Kohick on saxophones. One of the legendary guitarist pianists there. Um, well, a fine guy, Mr. Gary Nelson. Brian Hicks was on bass. Everybody knows Brian Hicks over there. So, I mean, I've been playing with those guys since like 87, from 88 to 92. During the course of those years there in Kansas City, the music scene, um, you know, of course, there wasn't social media. So, you know, I was making the flyers and posting them up and posting them up. And there is the um, community that wasn't really being fed was like the Hispanic Latino community there. So I was fortunate that when I put the flyers up, there was a venue on um, Southwest Boulevard called the Boulevard Beat, which sat just in the, behind Town Topic there on Broadway and uh, Southwest Trafficway. Yeah, I took the club owner there, and I told him, look, man, I'll just play for the door. Place held about 120 people. I told him, be ready. The people came inquisitively looking and saying, really, is this really authentic salsa and mambo? Well, the club owner, <laughs> he wasn't ready with um, enough bartenders and servers because that place got packed, and there was a late waiting line outside the door. And I saw the support of the Hispanic, and not just the Hispanic community, but the angle to all of them. And, I mean, people were coming out to see something different, something new. And thanks to Al Pearson and the, um, I mean, the list of musicians that I could mention could go on and on. There, you know, Clint Ashlock, which everybody knows, he's been through there. Several professors from the uh, UMKC, while they were working on their doctorate degree, were in the School of Mambo. Dr. Keith Benjamin, for one. Another one that went through there is uh, Ryan Sharp is another one who's now got his degree and he's working out of Oklahoma there that when I go to Oklahoma, I give him a call and he puts together a savage horn section for the Mambo Band. Yeah, Kansas City's been a really, really big, solid base of musicians, very professional. I mean, just a joy to play with. And, you know, I've been, you know, I, I spent some time living in Puerto Rico and touring out of Puerto Rico. And, you know, Kansas City has always been really receptive. The musicians have always been ready to go you know, and keeping live music happening and popping. You know, Mark Lowry was with, uh, went through the School of Mambo. My God, uh, right now, I think she's right now, um, Alyssa Murray is another artist that's really popping right now. I got her in coming through the School of Mambo herself. It's always happy to see what I call my students progressing and advancing and, uh, you know, opening up their, their musical mind and really putting out some different stuff that they like their, um, Mr. Seth Lee is another bass player there that, you know, comes to mind. Even Tim Whitmer, who everyone knows, and David Bassey, who everyone knows. I spent some time with the City Light Orchestra there in Kansas City. The Blue Room, Gem Theater, you know, I even went in and a few of my things there at the, at the foundation there at the Musicians Union Hall. <laughs> I mean, Kansas City has such a live music scene. Really, really great music scene, and not just the jazz, but the, because the Latin and the whole thing has really opened up. And um, so I was fortunate that the good Lord sent me that way on that one road where I'm going to Kansas City, and everybody's like, Kansas City? And he said, yes, Kansas City. I can't say enough good things about the music scene there. Love that place. So you're in Phoenix. Talk to me a little bit about what the scene is like there and like longing for Kansas. <laughs> well, you know, actually, there's um, two musicians that played with me in Kansas City that moved here. Um, uh, Ryan Fosse is a trombone player. Um, he played with, um, um, I mean, they still play right now. It's a Venezuelan band. Um, Son Venezuela. Son Venezuela is a band that's still in the Can uh, Kansas City area. They're out of Lawrence, and they're still playing. So he played with them, and he moved here. He also played with the Pablo Sanguesas group. 
and has done some uh, other Latin jazz work there in Kansas City. Well, he's here now in Phoenix, and he's working with me. And then uh, Mike Weisner, which um, all the classic players over there will know, the people that play with Clint Ashlock, Aaron Lynchide, another trumpet player out there. Um, they'll, they'll all know this guy, this Mike Weisner. He's here in Phoenix. Um, the good Lord sent me a couple of good Kansas City musicians to um, kind of wake up the scene here in, in Phoenix. Um, it's definitely a whole different scene because it's that close to L.A., and close to Vegas, you know, musicians are really running around, and they're not so apt for rehearsal as they are in Kansas City. Kansas City likes to do their rehearsals, and they really like to do their show prepared. A lot of the musicians here are happy to do a rehearsal. Give me the music, I'll do a rehearsal, and let's go do the show. So that that's a little uh, unsettling for me, but, you know, it is, what I ha- it is what it is what I have to work with. I still get fortunate that when um, the heat comes around here, um, Kansas City calls, and I get to go back to Kansas City. I also get to go back to Cleveland, Ohio, still to perform with my brother. So you know, when I go on the road, but the um, the scene here is, um, you know, especially pulling uh, after COVID. I mean, that's just this. Let me let me toss COVID in there because of fact, of course, that affected everyone. So that that shut everybody down. Fortunately, area that I live in, there was a, uh, you know, I have a. Uh, Kind of a Uber service, you might want to say, <laughs> but I call it Mambo Air, nonstop service to and from Sky Harbor. <laughs> you know, so you know, I picked that up, and um, th- that has turned out really well. And the wife and I, you know, we're we're blessed to be here. We, that's a whole another thing that blessing that came down while COVID shut down. We were still fortunate to be able to uh, make ends meet and then some. So coming, uh, so coming out of COVID. Kansas City started calling, Mambo, we're open again, come on down. Phoenix started opening up a little bit. Right now I'm involved here with um, two big bands. One is called the uh, Sun City All-Star Band. And I sing, you know, doing the Frank Sinatra and the big band kind of stuff. And then I have um, uh, Encore Legends big band, which I'm also a member of. Then I have my um, my Mambo Orchestra here uh, with the musicians that we, you know, we get out a little bit. Not as much. The big bands keep me busy. And here where I live is in the community I live, um, they have a lot of block parties, so I've even started DJing. <laughs> right on. Musically and um like with with the support of my wife and my life partner, she knows if I'm not doing music I'm a bear. If I go too long without doing music, she's um shooting me off to some karaoke bar or somewhere to go do something or something <laughs> or nice. some jam session to go play. You know, so uh, I come my blessings that after, um, I don't know, 72, 82, 92. So after about almost, well, let's just call it 45 years in the business that I'm still cranking and still being able to take um, some great music to a lot of fans and to the younger folk and the newer generation that is getting involved. As we know the salsa and Latin dance, even on uh, Dancing with the Stars, for crying out loud. Now they have to do Dancing the Salsa. But they play a rock and roll tune <laughs> because Disney got their money on the song. Oh, we're, and now doing the cha-cha, and they'll play a country song. Well, I have all here in Phoenix. I put together uh, what I call the Latin version of Dancing with the Stars. And I have dancers that I employ, and I do a show that um, when I say we're playing a salsa, people are dancing a salsa. And I play a salsa, not a country music. Or <laughs> so it's more authentic. So when I say doing a cha-cha, I'm playing a cha-cha. And the people that have been coming out, they've been really receptive to that, and they enjoy the dancing. I have an intermission where the dancers get out and do their number. 
So, you know, it, it's uh, something that young and old, they come out to watch. The young ones come out, they dance. You know, life continues to be well, you know, after COVID. You know, people are coming out, being safe and thinking of their neighbors. Sometimes they wear their masks, sometimes they don't. You know, whoever, you know, it's everybody's um, decision, comfort zone. And so, um, you know, and everybody's courteous. And uh, that's when you come in the Mamba world, time stands still. There's no right way, no wrong way, just a fun way. And that's the, that's the model of Mamba world. So everyone has an idea or a perception of who they think you are, your family, your friends, your fans, but ultimately you live your life. Who do you think you are? I'm an open book. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, you see, what, what they see online, the jokes that I have when they meet me, the jokes I put online, personal moments that I have with a lot of people that I sit and I talk with them, the people that know me, they know who I am. You know, they know who I am. I count my blessings for my day when I go to bed, and I count my blessings when I wake up in the morning, you know, to have such great people and, and friends and, you know, my uh, health and happiness. You know, after after a lifelong travel and being involved in so many projects and stuff, you know, you just, you know, at one point in your life, you just get to settle down and, um, you know, actually enjoying count your blessings, man. And it's actually as simple as that. You know, don't don't complicate it. <laughs> Mambo, man, it's been so good that you reached out to me. It's wonderful we caught up. I'm surprised we didn't do it before. Welcome back to Kansas City. I know I'm going to catch a show. I can't wait to meet you in person. So thank you, man. You're, you're full of energy and vitality, and we need that in the, in the world of music. Well, you are so welcome. And look, I look forward to meeting you as well while, while I get to go in Kansas City between May um, 4th and May 9th. Um, I already mentioned the shows. That'll be Wednesday at the Raphael, Thursday at Chicken and Pickle with Mariachi, and then Friday night with the Big Mambo Show. Well, I look forward to it. I know Kansas City does. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview. We give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Phoenix, Kansas City, and spots all over the globe giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Miguel for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. Go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com for everything Neon Jazz. And if you want to contribute a few bucks and see some more, go to www.joedomino.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.